A couple of Mishnahs ago, the Mishnah told us that the procedure of Egla Arufa came to an end and was abolished once there were lots of murders and there were particular murderers who we could assume that they did it. And as a result of that, the Mishnah went quite sidetracked to discuss when other procedures like the Saita, the whole process of the Saita, when that was abolished. And the subject of the last four Mishnahs of the Masechta is also in the main when certain things came to an end. Here we're not talking about things which were done, practices and procedures. Rather, the Mishnah focuses more on qualities. And as well as that, the last four Mishnahs really focus on how the world is a very different place without the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah Mesu Nevi'im HaRishonim, once the Nevi'im HaRishonim, the first Nevi'im, that's referring to the Nevi'im, the prophets who lived during the first Beis HaMikdash, which is really the vast majority of the Nevi'im. Only the last three of the 48 main Nevi'im, which we have in Tanakh, only the last three of them, Chagai Zechari Malachi, prophesized during the beginning of the first of the second Beis Hamikdash. But the Mishnah says that once the Nevi'im Harishonim, those Nevi'im who lived during the first Beis Hamikdash, once they died, Botl Urim Tumim, the Urim Tumim came to an end. The Urim Tumim, we're going to understand, was a piece of parchment with Hashem's name written on it, which was placed inside the Choshen, the breastplate with stones on it, which the Kangala would wear. And the Kangal was able to ask Hashem certain questions, and Hashem would give them an answer through these stones, part of them lighting up. Certain stones would light up in order to give him a message, but this was only done to, until the end of the first Bishamikdash. And now the Mishnah says, Mishra Bishamikdash, once the second Bishamikdash was destroyed, Bottle Hashomer, the Shomer worm also was nullified, it disappeared. The Shomer worm was a particular type of worm who could eat and therefore cut very hard stone. There's a prohibition to use metal in order to cut the stone used in the Beis HaMikdash. So they would need to use something like this worm. But after the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash, this Shomer worm no longer exists. The Neifas Tzufim, a particular very sweet honey, which came from a place called Tzufim. Such a sweet thing no longer existed after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Ufosku Anshe and people who have full faith in Hashem stopped, they ended, they no longer exist. Shneemar, as the Pesach says, Hashem, Hashem, you should save us because the pious person has stopped. And the Pesach there continues to talk about people who have faith in Hashem and how they have also disappeared. From the day that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, the second Beis HaMikdash, there is no day which doesn't have a curse. And the Gemara adds that the curse of every day gets bigger than the previous day. And the dew has not come down to the ground for blessing. And the taste of fruit and produce has been taken away. The taste of food used to be much more apparent and sweet. But without Abbas Hamikdash, even these physical properties of the world have gone down in quality. Rabbi Yisim Rabbi Yisim says, Afnintal Shemin even the fat and the nutrition of the fruit has been taken away. Fruit and food and produce used to provide much more nutrition and fill somebody up much more. That has also been taken away without Abbas Hamikdash. Mishnah Yud Gimel. Shemin Ben Alazar Aimer, Shemin Ben Alazar says, Hatara, purity. 
And he's really referring to the lack of purity. That took away the taste and the smell of food when people used to be much more careful with the laws of purity. And this means that any food which they would eat, they would make sure to eat on the level or with the level of purity which is necessary when eating sanctified food. Even though according to the strict letter of the law, one is able to eat regular food even if it is impure, they used to be particular to eat even regular food in a state of purity. Once they stopped that, then the taste and the smell of food, which used to be on a much higher level, uh, went down. Hamais is not less shown a dog on. Tithes, when people stopped being particular about the laws of tithes, that took away the nutrition of grain. And this is really measure for measure. Vachomim immorality. And sorcery, practice of magic, that destroyed everything, that even brought about hunger, and lots of destruction has come about as a result of these things. And we can see throughout these Mishnayas how even the physical world is affected when we keep Torah and Mitzvahs or Chas Shalom the opposite. Torah and Mitzvahs is what keeps the world still going. So if our observance of Torah and Mitzvahs goes down, then even the physical world stops producing on the level which it would if our observance was on a higher, greater level. Mr. Dalad, when the Romans destroyed the second Mishnah they first laid siege around Jerusalem, and the Roman general at that time was called Vespasian. And famously, during the siege itself, he received the message that the Roman uh, uh, emperor had died, and that he was now the new emperor. So he returned to Rome, and he left his son, Titus, to be the general of the army, and Titus ultimately was the one who destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. This Mishnah shows that during particular stages of the siege, and as the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash became closer and more apparent, which decrees the Chachomim made at that time. Before Mishlas Pasyanus, during the siege of Vespasian, whilst he was still there, before he got the message that he was emperor and he returned back, Gozru al-Atris Chasonim, the Chachom made a decree against the crowns of grooms. Men who were getting married, it was a custom they would wear particular crowns, something to adorn their heads with. And in order to express and demonstrate the severity of what was going on, they decreed that these should not be used, Val they made a decree against the tambourine, which would bring people joy. And that was at the first stage of the siege. Before Shal Titus, during the siege of Titus, and that's referring to uh, a while later, when Vespasian returned home, and then it, the siege continued, but now Titus was the general. Gozrel Atis Kadois, they made a decree against brides wearing particular crowns. They used to wear golden crowns which had the form or shape of a city, and they made a decree against these, and as well as that, they also decreed that one should not teach their son Greek studies, not necessarily Greek language, but the studies of the Greeks. And the Gemara explains that this was actually as a result of something which happened a few years earlier, when there was a siege around Jerusalem, not by the Romans, but a different siege. And because of the siege, they couldn't get animals for the sake of the Carbonites. They couldn't get any animals in Jerusalem. So they would pay the enemy every day, and the enemy would pass over sheep in order to be able to bring the Korban Tomid every day, twice a day. 
But then on one particular day, the enemy realized that the Karbonis is what is stopping them being able to conquer Shalai, and that's what's protecting the other side. So one day, instead of passing over a sheep, they passed over a pig. And the Gemara says that when the pig was passed over the wall, or halfway up the wall, it caused the entire Eretz Yisrael to shake. It was a terrifying thing, and because of that, since that was done by the Greeks, they decreed against learning Greek studies. And the reason why the Mishnah is bringing that over here is possibly because the decree was renewed during the siege of Titus, alright? In the last stage of the siege, or perhaps there were a number of sieges, and the last one, which ultimately caused the, the destruction of the Besamikdash, they decreed that a bride should not go out through the streets of the city in a chuppah, or similar to a chuppah, the custom was that she would go from her father's house to her husband's house in under some sort of chuppah which was sort of more protected. However, later on, Rabbi Seinu over here refers actually to Rebbe, Rabbi Huda Hanasi, who wrote the Mishnah. Here he is known as Rabbi Seinu, our Rebbe, our teacher. He later on permitted that a bride be able to go through the city under this chuppah-like thing, structure, because it was more modest, otherwise the bride would just be going through the street without being protected by this thing, without being covered by this at all. So this was more modest, and therefore he later on permitted it. Mishnah Tesvav, the first part of this relatively long Mishnah, the final Mishnah of the Masechta, talks about particular qualities which Tanoim had, and brought to the world, and once they died, it was considered that that particular quality ended totally. Once Rameir died, those who could make parables in order to explain things stopped, came to an end. Once Ben Azai died, those who were totally absorbed in their learning died. Ben Azai, when he learnt, he couldn't be distracted by anything. He was totally immersed only in the Torah. To the extent that the Gemara says that he divorced his wife as a result of it. Mishamez ben Zoyma. Once ben Zoyma died, those who were able to learn things from Pesukim stopped, came to an end. This brings to mind the Mishnah at the end of the first parak of Brachas, which we say during the Haggadah Pesach, that Rilozman Azariah didn't know how to learn from Pesukim that one had to say Yitzias Mitzrayim during the night time until ben Zoyma found a hint in the Pasuk, so that's the same idea. Mishmesu Yubi Yeshua. Once Yubi Yeshua died, Paskotov min Elam, goodness ended from the world, it left the world. Yubi Yeshua had the ability to answer against heretics, and he also gave very good, good advice. Mishmesu Yubi Yeshua Gamliel. Once Mishim Ben Gamliel died, Bogovai, which literally means that locusts came, is referring to the Roman rulership and suffering of the Jewish people as a result of the Romans, that came and increased through Rabut Soros, and troubles and hard situations increased. Mishim Ben Gamliel died, when Rabut Soros died, wealth being held by wise people came to an end. Rabut Soros was a phenomenally wealthy man, when Rabbi Akiva died, the honor of Torah came to an end. Rakiva would find sources for all the laws in the Torah from the crowns written and the letters of the Torah. And that brings unbelievable honor to the Torah, how we see how every law has its source in the Torah itself, and that even the crowns on top of the letters have what to teach. 
Men of deeds died. Throughout Shas, we see many, many stories of Rabbi Yechanina Mendoza who lived a life of particularly great faith and how many miracles occurred for him. Once Rabbi Katnusa died, Pasku Chasidim, pious ones came to an end. Why was he called Rabbi Katnusa? Katnusa comes from the word cotton, which means small. Says the mission Katnusa Shel Chasidim, because he was the smallest one of the pious ones. He was an extremely pious man, but he was the smallest and the least great of the pious men. Alright, the beauty, the shine of wisdom came to an end. Rabbi Zakai was very proficient in many, many different things. Torah, as well as astronomy and how the world works. When Hazokain died, the honor of Torah came to an end. And even though the Mishnah said that when Rabbi Akiva died, the honor of Torah came to an end, here we're talking about something slightly different. Until the time the custom was that when people learnt Torah, they would always stand up in order to honor the Torah, just like the Torah was given whilst everybody was standing up, so too when they learnt it, they would stand up. However, from the times of Gamaliel Hazokain, people are no longer that strong, they no longer have that ability to honor the Torah on the same level, and that's when they began to learn sitting down. And purity, and the idea of separating oneself from worldly pleasures, also came to an end with the death of Gamaliel Hazakain. When Rabbi Shmuel ben Povi died, Botel Ziva Kahuna, the beauty and honor given to Koranim came to an end. He was somebody who was very wealthy and hospitable to Koranim. He provided Koranim with many things. Meshemes Rebbe. Once Rebbe died, Botla and Novavirashet, humility and fear of sin came to an end. Now, Rebbe was the one who wrote the Mishnayas. And the Mephoshim explained that Rebbe was not the one who actually wrote this part of the Mishnah, talking about how he was so humble. Rather, later on, his students added this to the Mishnah. Rupinchus ben Yorah Omer, Rupinchus ben Yorah says, Meshachar v'samikdosh, once the v'samikdosh was destroyed, Boishu chaveirim, chaveirim have become ashamed, a chover is the opposite of an Amha'aretz. An Amha'aretz is somebody who is ignorant of the laws, particularly of purity, and tithing. They were not trusted regarding tithing and purity, where there are many laws involved. And a chover is really the opposite. A chover is somebody who is particularly particular about the laws of Tumantara and the laws of tithing. So they have become ashamed of and free people who have pure and noble ancestry. The chofurashom and their heads have been covered meaning the wise, great people have not been honoured in the way that they should be, and people of great deeds have become weaker and poorer, and people who have good physical strength and gossipers have gained power over great people, and there is nobody who is seeking and requesting and asking finding out about what the Jewish people need, and says the Mishnah, Who can we rely on? Only on our Father in Heaven. We can't even rely on the great people of the generation who are being ashamed and not given the right level of honor, and they haven't got the power to save us. We can only rely on Hashem. Says, 
the Yom Shachar B'Shamikdash, from the day that the B'Shamikdash was destroyed, Shroi Chakimah, Amerik Safraya, why Tamid Chachomim began to be like teachers of children, their level of wisdom has gone down to such a level, the Safraya Kachazonaya, those who teach children, their level has gone down to be like a Shamash of a Shul, who deals with the technical things of a Shul, the Chazonaya Kamada'ara, and the level of the person who deals with the technical things in the shul has gone down to the level of a regular common person, and the regular, the rest of the people, have just continuously gone downwards, and their level is so low, and there is nobody who is seeking to make the situation any better. Nobody has the power to do so. On who can we rely? Only on our Father in Heaven. Continues the mission of the Ikvis Mashiacha. In the Ikvis of the Mashiacha, the period of time just before Mashiach comes, that's the period of time which we are in now today, Chutzpah Yiskei. Chutzpah will increase. People not giving the right level of honor to those who are greater than them. People valuing their own opinions on a much higher level. Vyoka Ya'amir. Inflation will increase. Hagefen Titin The vines will give its fruit. But wine will be expensive and rare, and that means that people will drink so much wine that even though lots of wine is being produced, there won't be a lot of wine left. And the kingship, the government, will turn to heresy. The Mephoshim explained this means that the largest powers in the world will spread beliefs which go against religion and Hashem. There will be no rebuke from one person to another. People won't be willing to accept rebuke in order to improve themselves. Bisvadiel is nus, the place of meeting which was used for Tavid Chachomim to meet for Torah matters, will be used for immorality because there'll be so few Tavid Chachomim that these areas would just be left alone and end up being used for immoral purposes. Vahagolil Yechrav, the place called Golil will be destroyed by Gavlon Yishaim, the place called Gavlon will be deserted, those living on the borders of Eretz Israel will wander about from city to city, they won't be able to live in their own places, in their own cities, because they'll be attacked by the enemies, but they won't have mercy or pity given to them, the wisdom of will rot, those who fear sin will be sort of disgusting in the eyes of other people. And the truth will be hidden. The vast majority of the world will be so distant from the truth of what life is about. It's incredible to see how true this mission is. Young men will embarrass and shame the face of older men. Older people will stand up for younger people. This is an explanation of what the Mishnah said earlier on, that the chutzpah during that generation will increase. Now the Mishnah brings a posuk, of, a son shames the father, baskom of imar, a daughter rises up against her mother, kalabacham a daughter-in-law rises up against her mother-in-law, oivei ish ansi a man's enemies are the people in his own household, the honor originally given from a person to his parents and parents-in-law will no longer exist. The face of the generation will be like the face of a dog. Nobody will have any shame. 
a son will not be ashamed in front of his father at all. And says the mission again, On who do we have to rely? Only on our father in heaven. Now the last part of this Mishnah is not strictly speaking part of the Mishnah itself. It's actually a Brisa, another piece of text from the times of the Mishnah, which was added on to the Mishnah later on. Says, being quick and eager in the observance of mitzvahs leads to being clean of averus. On being clean of averus leads to purity. Purity leads to one being more separate from this world. Or being separate from the pleasures of this world leads to holiness. Or kedusha Holiness leads to humility. Humility leads to fearing sin. Fear of sin leads to piety. And piety leads to where one can have greater insights and see things in a very different way to how regular people see things. Almost similar to prophecy. And this insightfulness leads to when the dead people come back to life. And each one of these stages, these steps, we can spend hours explaining and going into details of. The entire Sefer Mesilasi Shorim is based on this Brisa. But for now, we're going to leave it with a mere translation. The bringing back to life of the dead people will come by Eliyahu Hanavi, who should be remembered for the good. Amen. In Mirza Hashem, Moshiach should come, the Thermos Amidos should be rebuilt, and even the physical world will become a much greater place. Amen. Mazel Tov on completing Masechus Saita, Sodik Masechus Saita.